Okay. And we are live. Welcome back to Woody Banter. Your normal Hello, hello, hello. Your normal hosts are here and our guest Faisal will not be joining us today. He could not make it, but hopefully we'll get him another week. He said maybe next week. Maybe next week. Okay. Okay. Um everything good with him? Yeah, he's going to, well, I don't want to disclose his whereabouts over the internet, but he's going to somewhere positive. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a negative um, that, that sounds reason. good. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, everyone goes to a place where they think it's positive. I just woke up. It's, you know, early in the morning here in Pakistan. So I woke up because I was assuming today will be something positive as well early in the morning while everyone else is fast asleep. Yep. And now we don't have to wake up. We can we can we can start this live broadcast at the last minute because we're a little more comfortable now with the whole operation. Mm. You can set it up quickly quicker. Yeah. Now I've got the thing kind of. I know what needs to be the buttons that need to be pressed. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right. Well, so, let's see. So that's kind of a that's how you're starting out your uh, creative update, aren't you? Have yeah, you made any changes? Kind of. Um. Well, actually, I hadn't touched any of the Woody Banter stuff. I try and just do everything on this Sunday, starting from now until like the videos are uploaded. After that, I don't even look at the page. I just upload it and just move on with my life. So, um, I I don't really put too much effort into it. Uh, but what I am putting effort into is the programming, which um has been coming along slowly i guess um i tried to get daniel involved in programming yes so we had a little training session yesterday um i installed linux on my laptop and um uh what was i working out of icon no uh react is the framework um your your editor is called adam Mm. that's your text editor but it's a react and, and it's just JavaScript a way to make well. yeah and it's all javascript based and, and uh it's basically the building blocks to make a website created um, three components and then yeah. one component so, so that's interesting daniel mm. tell me a bit about your how you're feeling about getting inspired by someone else's creative inspiration because i was going through a similar thing with um seeing both Aisha Khala and Saman Khala sitting knitting away and you know every now and then I try and knit but I don't knit really well mm. but as I was sitting there I thought oh I need all the hardware I need the yarn and the needles <laughs> and I thought oh don't do that because you probably won't continue so but Daniel tell us what well, your thoughts are about for me I'm not gonna go like deep into it I don't think um, mm-hmm. I think I just want to learn um, just the basics of website building uh, that way whenever I'm looking at like uh, the code for a website. I can identify like, okay, looks like this is where this tab is, where this tab is. So then when I'm placing uh, like marketing pixels for tracking, um, it'll be easier for me to like identify like, okay, what's wrong in this code and uh, what I can fix. So it's more for my knowledge to look over rather than to create. I do want to create a website, but um, I don't want to like build apps and yeah, things of that nature, I guess. I tried to lure him in with the idea. I was like, see, we have all the tools now to like basically get to the point where all you have to do is pay an AWS bill. Mm-hmm. That's Amazon Web Services. And then you have some mm-hmm. sort of income from either subscription of people using your application or advertising or whatever. 
So that that system exists and it's easy to like do. You just kind of have to go out and build it. So I tried to say like, wouldn't it be cool if you had your own application? Um, and you're just like paying a bill and like just kind of adding on to your application and people are like using your application and either paying a subscription or something. Uh, that idea would be cool. Well, I, I also like the idea of like creating a, a shop online. So uh, mm -hmm. right now, I mean, there's just a bunch of apps you can purchase like monthly, like Shopify where they'll help manage your inventory. You have like, they build your website, um, but it's like 130 bucks a month. For, and probably mm -hmm. add-ons as well. Uh, so for the coffee thing, I was thinking, okay, this would probably be a good thing to learn if I wanted to start it without any money, uh, rather than like having expenses right from the start. So basically, convincing, learning how to convince people, and I'm as I was thinking, listening to you, how do you convince people? I mean, that's basic. Is that what marketing marketing is all about? Are you referring to Daniel and marketing? Yeah. I was concerned, yeah, uh, you know, when he switched to the coffee. Oh, prep, thing. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, there's different, like, they say the marketing is like a funnel. So there's just different parts of marketing. You could do the brand awareness thing, uh, go down to the lead gen where you're trying to get specific leads, and then obviously you want to end up getting purchases. Um, but uh, so, what was your question? Just what? What's the reasoning for no, the website? I was just or? thinking, how do you? Is marketing you all get? about convincing? Uh, I would say it's for luring. I would say sales is more of like, okay, this is the convincing part. Like once you get yeah. like your target demographic or people you think that would purchase, mm -hmm. I would say that's marketing. And then sales would be more of like, okay, now you've got them on your website. Now, like, how are you going to convince them? So I would say marketing, I guess so, it could be both, so it's interchangeable, but I would say marketing just more. marketed, did Nabil just market? He sold, I think he was, he was a salesman. Oh, did he sell it? He sold, oh, yeah. I was in there <laughs> doing <laughs> dirty yeah. work. Yeah. I was in there. He was dragging me to the, lubing him up. To the, <laughs> he was dragging me to the, to the table. Well, I just think it's cool because like, it'd be cool if like, I don't know, if we, I had him or a Jeet. I mean, Eugene knows how to program in different languages, but uh, whenever I suggest the idea of him like sitting next to me and we all like program something, uh, he doesn't like it because I guess he does that as his job, kind of. So, um, so but I just think it'd be cool to like uh, work on something. Yeah. yeah, work on some software as a group uh, with people you already know, um, and see what you could accomplish. Yeah, oh, I'll handle this. I'll handle this aspect. And then, oh, I'll handle the authentication and something like that and see like how how much faster it would be to get something running. Mm. So you have to kind of prove to people that it's fun to do it and find people who think it's fun. That's the whole concept of a movement, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That if you're building a movement, you start with a few people and they're really excited. So the first few people have to be really excited and the others... So yeah. The rest of us sitting well, around are going to think, well, oh my goodness, we're missing out on all the fun. I would say the excitement probably gets you into it, but I'm realizing you need a lot more patience of anything. Yeah, see, that's the part that's that the I didn't part. put in the sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, yeah, there's like parts where like, like there was a part specifically near to the end of what I was teaching him where we couldn't figure out why this thing wasn't working. Um, and again, the feeling I can ex describe it as is like, 
like bashing your head against the desk, like just going from like mm -hmm. idea to idea, trying to figure out what the solution could be. Uh, but then I will say, once you do solve it, if you solve it, um, I don't think then, we really solved it, but yeah, we did. Remember, so basically, there's this library, right? It's called Bootstrap, and it basically is a library of already made, um, like, how would you say, user interface, like buttons. Like, so when you want to put a button into your application, there's a lot of design that goes into the button. What color do I want it? What do I want the outline to look like? Do I want it to look like mm -hmm. 3D or something? So all that stuff, this library handles. So all you have to do is say, okay, I want that one. But we creating it from scratch. Exactly. But we couldn't, the library wasn't loading properly. Um, and we think it was because it was bootstrap two instead of one. Yeah. So the, 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 so loaded. yeah, so, so that problem actually was we had integrated the library correctly. It was, we were not using the correct uh, commands to like pull up a button. We were using actually an old version we're using mm -hmm. a command from an older version of the mm -hmm. library, but we, I thought, oh, it's not working because we're not importing the library correctly, but which we already had done correctly. Uh, oh, okay. Mm, Semi-correctly. But, you know, I, I was just wondering also about um, when Salmikala likes to do her painting, she needs the distance from people. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is a real team effort. And there was this art uh, concept called Karhana, which means factory. And it's an interesting concept about art being done by a group of people. And this was from the, the Mughals, that they would do this, that one person would get specialized in one part of the painting and the other. And these were miniatures. Another person would get uh, specialized in another area. And so this whole creative concept would be through in a group as opposed to an individual. Hmm. And I know you spend hours and hours and hours sitting by yourself doing this coding and really getting into it. Mm -hmm. You know, and now you're building a group around it, which is well, interesting. I haven't really built a group and yet. I my, writing, I, my writing part is I, I am so inundated with ideas at the moment um, because of the people around me. And I wonder about the group writing concept and how I, I know video making is a group creative endeavor. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize that coding could potentially be a group endeavor. Yeah. And and that's not a question. That's a comment. It's yeah. Just a, no, coding could definitely know. be a group endeavor. Um, I think you do both or or a I mean, category, I mean, technically, right? that's a good idea. Or, or I mean, it's like. Uh, mm -hmm. You're going to get it done faster, most likely. What's the benefit? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. What are the benefits of, of yeah, you, you wanting? Why are you? What is your ulterior motive, Nabil? Because you always have an ulterior motive. Well, mine <laughs> would be cool. Just to, for Sanya to appreciate the concept of Yeah, well, I will say we're getting closer to uh, being able to have this sort of one-man team where one person can make and run an application used by a lot, a lot of users. But we're still we're still not there. So I mean that's why you have companies of software engineers because one person each kind of section of uh, a application can go so deep that like um, if you're only one person you almost if you want to get something done you have to like kind of stop at a certain point and just move on to the next part of the application. Whereas if you had groups you could be like 
okay, here's like three major areas. For example, like authentication is always, it's a, that's usually a, an aspect of any application. You know, we, you want to identify who your user is. And then and the second part of that is called authorization. And now you want to authorize what part of the application they can use. So that whole thing is just, it's a huge area of, you can become an expert in just that. So if you had multiple people working on one thing, you can say, hey, Bob, do you want to handle the authentication? I'll handle the like database management. Daniel, you can handle the user interface or something like that. So just by having multiple people, you can divide it up and uh, it should accomplish more. And there was a funny uh, little, um, what was it? Uh, it was like a rendering tool named Babel. Ba ba Babylon is yeah. what it's called. It's a graphics engine, a JavaScript graphics engine. But wasn't it Babel mm -hmm. for short? Or... No. Oh, so, oh, right. Yeah. So Babel is different. Babel is a... The Tower of Babel. Yeah, 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 I told him that. Right. So I didn't know about this <laughs> history of Babel. But yeah. so Babel yeah. is a, uh, yeah. you would call it a trans transpiler or transcoder. Basically, um, it converts the newest form of a programming language into the oldest form so that older browsers are can run the the code so a programming language as it grows it'll change and sort of the the syntax can change here and there um the problem is if somebody is using an old browser uh and you have the new you're writing in the newest form of the language the older browsers might not be able to you know understand, uh, understand it so these things have become uh, kind of a, an easy way to you you transpile your code into the oldest uh, version of the language and then the newest brow browsers can run that and then the older browsers can also run that so this one is called Babel mm -hmm. and I was explaining to Daniel what it was and then Daniel told me this the history the behind tower the yeah you know it's funny as you were talking about it okay Nabila Daniel uh, the newer browsers, and here am I, the older browser, <laughs> <laughs> who's catching up. Yes, but he told me it was about languages, and go ahead and explain it, because I don't remember mm -hmm. what it was. Uh, so, well, the basic understanding I have of it, I mean, mom can correct me, uh, is that yeah, there no, was... Why, a... why would I correct you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't do anything like that <laughs> to insult me. Um, so, um, basically, it was the world before or i mean i guess everyone had the same language so everyone was trying to build a tower to god um and as they were building the tower to god god realized that and he didn't want that uh so to prevent it from happening he made everyone or made different people speak different languages that way they weren't wouldn't be able to communicate to to create the tower um and that's, that's kind an of like interesting the origin. metaphor though isn't it yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting in relationship to the the piece Coding. of software we were using. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tell me what are your what's what's coming to your mind about it? Well, just like it, I was thinking on politically, it's I was very aligned with either. the function of the software we're using. Where it's it's I mean, kind of. It has to do with language, but it has to do with taking your the newest version of this language and um making it the older version of the language. So it's not exactly what the story's about, but it's about languages and changing languages. So that's why I thought. Mm -hmm. I guess they're not the first and, ones to and, do it. Like, go um, ahead, there was a software maker called Nero. And was oh, yeah, it Nero? That. He's the one who burnt down his own city or 
Is that what it is, mom? Or? Yeah. And yeah. Near, and, near, yes, yes. and the software was a CD burning software. <laughs> you could, you know, burn, burn CDs. stuff <laughs> onto CD. Yeah. Um, ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's like uh, the Game of Thrones concepts as well as the biblical concepts coming to technology because that is also, isn't that similar? Because I, I haven't seen it. You know, I'd probably be one of the one of the very few who have not seen all of Game of Thrones or even know all the details about it. That's also older metaphors as well, which have become a newer fascination. Yeah, that's true. They have like a lot of uh, historical things related to the UK, I think, like early mm -hmm. on. Like they have the wildlings, which are supposed to be Irish or Scottish. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, the whole of Game of Thrones is like uh, based on roughly based on the just the United Kingdom's area, the island, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a while since I saw Game of Thrones, so I don't remember all the we references. Need to rewatch it. The new yeah. season is coming out this summer, so. Well, we were watching uh, uh, the what's it called um, the Indian. Uh, singing challenge. What's it called? Um, American Idol. The oh. one that the. American Idol, but an Indian Idol, hmm. and it's so funny how the the Indian Idol is so. And we, it was a finale, grand finale, a three hour, and it's kind of stretched on a bit. But it was really fascinating because these the contestants are so not competitive with each other; they're so supportive of each other. Thank goodness. And and you know, as we're talking about creativity and and you know, working in groups and competition or versus group work, it just I wonder is it a cultural thing to be competitive uh, versus to have a group mentality or or what? Um, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean. We, the ridiculous thing is in schools, at least the schooling that I grew up in, there was this whole, and I grew up here in Pakistan, there was this whole concept of competition. Mm. I have to outdo the next person. I have to, out of 35 people, I have to come first versus stay the 35th because somehow if I stay, if my grades are lower, I'll be less productive maybe. I don't know. Or I'll be less knowledgeable. I don't, you know, there's the incentive of competition Mm -hmm. But after a while, that incentive, uh, you know, it can traumatize people, I would imagine. Um, yeah. I just kind of enjoyed the competitiveness of it. But um, I don't know, Nabil, you've never really been competitive. And Dania, like, I don't think you have either. Nope. Um, well, I guess it depends what it is. Like maybe games and uh, yeah. like soccer games. and Well, even then, I wasn't crazy competitive but did you have to be were either did you ever have either of you have a concept of competition in in while you were in school nope um it was not, not there really. was i mean it's good to have a what you would call healthy competition where you're trying to outdo the other people but like not in a malicious way i don't know if we have if yeah. but even then there was no like uh like oh i did better than you unless like the only thing I could think of was like no one wanted to be last. I don't think like, you didn't want to fail yes. in class because you're like dumb. Wouldn't that be yeah. would that would be a really uh, comfortable feeling to say you know what I'll be last. That's that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I you guess. You can move ahead. Wouldn't it be? I I think it would be so comforting. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I'm sure the people who do feel that will think, go ahead, go ahead, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't need to catch up because I know there's nothing, there's no winning there's at no the winning, end. Yeah. Well, and that'll help you. how would you define winning? And then that would help you concentrate on actually like being productive too. As Things a, you actually enjoy doing maybe, or would enjoy yeah. working on. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, w- I always look at the extreme ahead. just uh, on a kind of different uh, topic. Like, I think like, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen like in my life? And like the worst is probably like be homeless. Um, and then once you accept like, all right, yeah, like if I'm homeless, I'll probably go to a homeless shelter and then like figure it out. Like once you accept that as like a, a possible option, like then doing things like, I don't know, applying for jobs, uh, studying this, studying that, uh, changing your direction and your career, those things like don't or at least the the fright of failure is not um, as strong or potent, if that makes any sense. Because you, yeah. you see that as an option. Yeah, it's just like once you accept that, like being homeless as like a possible option, and not like, I mean, it's not the it's not the best place to be, but like if you try and look at it in an as neutral way as possible, um, then when you go about doing things and thinking and you know failure becomes on your mind Ooh, what if i mm. go into this interview and fail or what if i'm on the job and i get fired because i fail it's like well that's okay like i'll be homeless i'll just be homeless well i was saying i would yeah. rather if you were to choose between a homeless shelter i would rather get a van and then like live out of there yeah the last purchasing option i have <laughs> i'd make before i go homeless is buy a van because <laughs> you can live in that so by then... the way I was just wondering because I can't go on YouTube. Did any of our followers join us today? Uh, we have one viewer. Presumably that's Michael. Um, yes. It's a ninety percent chance. But we're. But it's just, I think it's just my. I, we have a viewer, and I assume it's Michael. Oh, okay. Unless you okay. have, okay. unless you have our YouTube thing open, then it's just you. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. Okay. I don't. But also remember, we're we're probably not going to get any viewers for the next uh, year or two. Yeah, I'm not really concerned about it either. No, no, I I was just thinking that that kind of helped respond to things as we were talking. So so this bear um, sanctuary, and you'll say, how how did you throw that in there? I was just so surprised that just around the corner from us, there's this whole bear sanctuary and there was a sad element to it and a happy element to it or a funny element to it the fact that we're all at retirement mode and we're in the vicinity of a whole group of bears who are retired and they use the word retired which is a really um it's it's kind of a misnomer because they're not really retired bears these are bears who have been abused and someone decided that these bears should no longer be abused by the abused by uh, making them dance or or bear baiting and and now they have this quiet space that they're going to come and visit them you know we've been laughing about the fact that we feel like we're bears as well and we should go down and visit them bigly bear um, because we're retired <laughs> yeah but it I was like a, it was surprising uh, that 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 should be something that's set up in the in our vicinity just because you know there's not a lot of support for wildlife in this area anyway for animal rights and so on right and just Um, to interject um so michael (laughs) has 
uh, started <laughs> chatting. Um, he says, yes. sorry, I was studying. My main motivation to study is competing. Also, Daniel's pretty competitive, like the tennis games. And soccer as well. <laughs> I mentioned. <laughs> yeah. I've actually well, competed against Michael in both areas. Yes, Michael is very... Uh, he how do you say his brain um competitive yeah i mean maybe he's he's competitive but like he's also i I guess he's just smart i think he smart and like he finds i don't know i'm gonna say he finds the shortest way to success but not in like a bad way so like in the smartest way possible so well that's good yeah or i noticed that about i I noticed that about his brain he like he he thinks about Mm. things so Okay, enough complimenting Michael. <laughs> <laughs> back to the bear. Something. Yeah, well, back we need to, to have him. We need to have him come on. Uh, on the on program. Be a guest on the program. Yes. And. Um, <laughs> no, Michael says try. he's. But I'm lazy. If nobody competes with me, I don't try. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah, none of us are planning to compete in dentistry so wait is this bear sanctuary <laughs> in pakistan or is, are you talking about one in yes. pakistan oh, okay it is it's it's close to where how many bears do you know yeah how many bears are there and uh they're 40 bears this is near 40? holy oh, moly four zero that's a lot and this is near Dokesale, yeah that or? is a lot yes yeah, just like it's probably the next exit Oh, what? And it's, yes, I know it's good. I think they said uh, six eight, 60 acres, maybe? I don't know. I, you know, large acreage. Hmm. And uh, so, hmm. I, and I was thinking for my next story um, that I want to write, that there would be the element of the um, dancing bear. And what is that? either it's the, just uh, the image of a dancing bear um such a it's such a beautiful animal a bear itself mm-hmm. and making it dance which is not i don't know it doesn't jive the two yeah, it doesn't concepts of this does bears it? don't dance it's, yeah no they don't and that's Some exactly why the sanctuary has been made because they're made to do things which are not natural to them um yeah, and I wonder you know if as humans we're made to do things which are not un- which are not natural to us Mm-hmm. Um, sitting at a desk where nine we to five would, is not natural. Sitting at a desk—that's not not natural, I guess. But, but what but if I want to sit, sit at for a, desk? a while? Don't you? you don't can. you have to sit for a while to to think? And is sitting not more human? I guess not. No, more human chair, would be though. like walking long distances. I don't know. Um, getting sunlight. I would say that. Yes. Picking yes. picking fruits. So tell me more about what is. What comes naturally to humans, and we should just kind of. But also, we uh, what was that argument Nabil makes technically that everything is natural if it's uh, within yes. the realm of possibilities. If doing... Yeah, if we're doing it. If we consider ourselves natural beings, then naturally everything we do is natural. <laughs> I don't think Munim yeah. agrees with that. Yeah, but they but in a sense, then it destroys. The meaning of the word, the word natural, because yeah. now you can't, I mean, I don't know how you would it's use it broad. anymore. Yeah. Michael says, is altruism or competing natural for humans? I don't know what altruism is. Anika would it's notice. doing well for. Okay. Altruism means, 
yes, to, to kind of being good to others. So is that, is comp- competing, as we were discussing earlier, or oh. altruism, are those two natural for human beings, is the question that Michael is raising. Mm. Um, com- yes. com- competition seems like it would be natural for humans and, you know, other uh, animals. animals. For, like, territory, or...? Uh, yeah, for for food, territory, survival, but we don't need it. We're not at that point in light in our history, human history anymore, that we need to compete to that the extent that I think that competitive element in the physical competition of war and other territory gaining uh, endeavors is a very dated concept of competition. It's not natural anymore. Yeah, or it shouldn't be. We I would don't say need it's. To. I would say it's probably shifted, right? So it's no longer a physical thing. It's a uh, yes. It's a mental like thing, because I mean, clear. I mean, obviously, there's still people who you know are starving or can't get food or whatever. Um, also, monetary as but well. But they're not the ones who well. fight. Like you could. There's a big fight between the leader of the company getting more money or the workers getting more money. So the competition's shifted in that sense. It's no uh, longer maybe territorial, to mental, but now it's monetary. It's mental and monetary. I mean, yeah, yeah monetary is the medium in which you would trade the value. Yeah. Um, it depends to, where you're talking about, right? Because technically the Israel-Palestine thing is probably still territorial. Right. Um, yes. But, Michael is but saying, it shouldn't, we should be past that as a human race. Uh, we shouldn't be focused on territory. Yeah. What is Michael saying? I agree. With, what's Michael saying? He's saying, is it similar to the competitiveness of capitalism versus altruism of That's socialism? Right. Michael's really pulling in the depth here. He's <laughs> yes, he is. Competitive. I, I mean, what is the altruism the of socialism? Can we qualify uh, that for me? As in, what does that mean? Like we're no, all putting social... together our resources to help everyone. Oh, gotcha, no gotcha. Matter, gotcha. Versus gotcha. competitiveness, to, like to oh, equalize. we're yeah. Versus like competitiveness of capitalism is like we're motivating each other to work harder, uh, but for ourselves, not for the mm-hmm. group. Gotcha. Um... And and if the society benefits <clears throat> from our individual endeavors, then that's a plus. I don't think the in, intention is for society to, but in the whole socialism concept, it's the society versus the individual. Right. So you're saying, but you're saying, were you arguing that um, being our competitiveness uh, is no is longer, no longer like necessary or of value? Some of the competitiveness that like we territory. continue should be, should die a natural death. Um, what about like not, mental really. warfare? We hold on to it. Hmm? What about mental warfare? Mental warfare. Mental battles, like uh, the battle of the wits. <laughs> yes. Is that something that should well, be happening and occurring among at least a human need society? You some level of tension. You need some te- some level of tension for growth, I imagine. Otherwise, you're passive. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just and let things happen. Law reasons, law and order. You need to compete the ideas of right. Two what's different sides. how we should live the live our lives and stuff like that. I guess 
we're not also we're not considering that some individuals and many individuals have a very different perspective of um, and I, I feel that that comes naturally you could say it's cultivated in them but the way they uh, behave in life I mean the fact that individuals are violent mm -hmm. and it's not about the money or, and it's not about the things they want it's just about control they need to control um, some are devious I mean, so Some the negative elements no. in humanity are, are basic, are, you know, we're born with them. And some have them more pronounced than others. Like, well, and then, of course, you have the mental inabilities as well. But, Daniel, you were saying something. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say that. It reminded me of the Seneg Senegalese, I think they're called, or Senegal. The India or the island off of India. Oh where, like, yes, no, it's not yeah. Senegal. It's, uh, it's uh, what's it called? Not yes. Senegal. Se <laughs> starts in S. They're still the, tribal people, the... and then they people go there and they die because they kill the the, the tribal yeah. people kill the the foreigners. But in that case, yes, you could argue that folks. the yeah. whole territorial thing. I mean, obviously, there's exceptions to every kind of theory, but I would say that would be an exception because for them, if outsiders came into their land they could spread diseases like they did for the Native Americans and being territorial benefits them. They probably also just right? don't know any better as in like, uh, you know, this is our land and you, I don't know who you are, mm. uh, but you are probably a threat because historically uh, other groups of humans would have been threats to you. Mm -hmm. So they're just like, they're sticking with that. And it idea. wasn't even that long ago too. Like I think in the sixties there was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, happens today in the form studies. of gangs, but yeah, uh, uh, those are the old, the first type of gangs, I guess you could say. Uh, Actually, gangs probably branched yes. out, or, or, well, I don't know what you, if you want to call them gangs, but let's say tribes of people, kind of branched out. The most popular one is the just governments, kind of tribes turned into governments, and then the other direction. Is this gangs? It's gangs. <laughs> Just hurt people. <laughs> no, but the other thing That's is, right. I, what I have to keep reminding myself, and sometimes you forget this, that when you are in a level of uh, health, financial, social stability yourselves, mm -hmm. it's difficult to imagine those who are not, or their lifestyle, or their perspective. Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, if I'm sitting in a comfortable place, Skyping um, on a podcast, you know, on a podcast with you guys, mm -hmm. um, there there are many, many millions of people who, are, you know, are probably freezing in the cold, uh, suffering from some kind of health issue, uh, or financially, or are starving, or you know, they have all these physical needs as well as mental needs. And it's easy for me to intellectualize about human behavior. But mm -hmm. so here's the, the way I'll do a turnaround on that initial groundwork that I was making about I need to be considerate of others' perspective. Mm -hmm. I feel that um, the most brutal competition happens from the most powerful and established people. That's how I see 
the negative of competition. So yes, there are plenty of people who need to compete to get a basic, comfortable life. But the unfortunate thing is that there are a vast majority of folk who are already at the extreme height of comfort, Mm -hmm. but still need to compete at a brutal level. And so is that human nature? Is it never going to go away? When you say brutal, what are you referring to? Brutal, I mean, um, whether it's... Talking um, about like... Like uh, armed conflict, whether mm. it's um, um, what's it called, a business conflict mm-hmm. of you know taking over someone's finances Water. and therefore destroying them, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, controlling masses of people, um, masses of people's intellect and and the education that you provide. Mm-hmm. So, and well, I guess that's yeah. more power than competition. But, you know, when you're competing with others to get something that you already have plenty of. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that just boils down to whoever is in control of the these most powerful establishments or resources and then them making the decisions that uh, objectively are not... Uh, I don't know, the, the most positive uh, decisions for humanity um but i was also what was the question yeah well <laughs> there's two parts of that too first the first part the first part when you're talking about who am i to say you know like having all those things already mm-hmm. covered um i've also heard the argument like you if anyone would have the right to say it would be you because you ha- do have those things covered like the basics covered so you have the ability to look at society as a whole and uh, make those judgments rather than worry about those day-to-day things. Maybe you're right, like, or I think what you were referring to is more of like, I don't have perspective on what it was like to live on that amount during this time. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say, um, I mean, you still have the the right to that opinion of what... uh, well, speaking of comp- yeah. speaking of competition, as long um, as you take into account their perspective. Speaking of competition in large establishments, um, we were looking at, um, I guess, an article piece, but it was just a news post uh, talking about the recent sale of this company, Red Hat, which is so. If you're familiar with Linux, it's an operating system like Windows or Mac, uh, but Linux mm-hmm. is open source and free, and there's many distributions of Linux. Uh, so for example, yesterday, Daniel installed Ubuntu on his laptop to start his programming. But anyway, this company, this distribution, Red Hat, they are another Linux distribution and they have been working for the last 20 years to develop the operating system that runs, or I should say one of the operating systems that runs on these uh, data center computers. So all our cloud services that we use you know, it all goes to data centers and on those data centers, on those computers, uh, there are operating systems. And so anyway, this company just sold for $36 billion to IBM. Um, and so that's just in relationship to our talk about competitiveness. Um, I don't know. 
<laughs> I brought us here. I brought us. Brought I brought us. I was trying to create a I road guess. here. And I, there's a big rock in the road. Where, where is this going? I don't know where to you go. Know I, you know what you, I got connected with? I thought, oh, I did. is IBM still around? <laughs> yeah, ironic. Well, like, not in the way you would think, but yeah. uh, in their do they do services. I don't know yeah. what they do actually, but. But I guess in these kind of like platforms, because Linux is technically open source, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there is like a argument over like, okay, who has the right to that intellectual property? And I guess if you have enough money, like IBM, well, I mean, he built it himself, right? Like he used Linux, but he created his own version. Uh, that right yeah. That would be utilized so Linux, for data centers. Yeah, but, but Linux, right? like uh, as an organization, they don't go out and say, "Oh, you guys made a distribution of our operating system, oh. so you guys owe us money." It's open source means you're allowed to use it right. commercially and everything. And you also have the right to sell it then. Yep, correct. Okay. So there's no there's no issue on that. Got um, it. Yeah, so, but there can be an issue so though. So on the note of being on the grid of the network, um, we just saw a really beautiful movie called Leave No Trace. And it's about a father and daughter who are trying to stay off the grid. And it's based on a true story. Um, Father suffering from PTSD. And um, they live in Oregon and they decide to live off the grid and and in homeless encampments. And um, it was a really beautiful movie. And it showed a very, um, what would you say? All of the individuals in the movie, the father who is suffering from PTSD, who is an extremely loving father, loving and caring father, and the daughter who is living with him but slowly wants to move back into society, and he he wants to keep her away from it all. Hmm. Um, and then they show the encampments of the veterans and all of the individuals. Everyone is shown with a very humane... Uh, what was the word um, Michael shared? Altruistic. They they're all out there to help each other. Nobody's, but but everyone has a different need. So the social worker wants to help them and gives them phones, and the father says, "No, I don't. I want to stay away from phones." And um, you know, so and then there's somebody who's living out in the woods who d- who does not want to come out and live in society and this woman has been leaving food for him for the last i don't know 10 years uh, you know every sunday she leaves a bag of food for him to to save him uh, but she's never seen him and um it was just uh, i find beautiful movies like this so kind of if you get a chance see it mm-hmm. um but you who is very much wanting to be part of the grid, mm-hmm. but not in a malignant way, <laughs> not mm-hmm. in a competitive way, it's interesting to see people who find it, you know, they feel that even that concept of being so connected yeah. is not what they want. Yeah. So it goes back to that we we have our perspective, but other people can have such a strong perspective which sometimes comes in conflict with ours um, because we can't see why they want to live their life that way. Yeah, I feel like the but technology and being on this on the grid, like 
it can be a it can be a force for good and evil um but it can be a force for good so for that reason i mean if you're any sort of a, if you have any ambition to accomplish anything um i feel like technology can have a solution for you so people who want to live off the grid um the only thing i say is i don't know i feel like you're you're giving up on a very uh, powerful thing that could, you know, end up helping your interests. Um, but what if your interests are to be one with nature and or, or to just enjoy I, the I would argue that technology of, can actually make you even closer to being one with nature in the most uh unimaginable way yeah in the most unimaginable way us being one with nature is limited to what we can see what we can hear what we can quote unquote feel inside and whatever we can sense but if you're able to sense new senses uh i would argue that you could become even closer to nature through that sense um by virtual reality or yeah, I, I got kind of stuck with the sense, new senses. Like, um, uh, I've tech, like, what if technology could give you a new sense, a new way to perceive the reality around you? The fifth sense. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and and you know, I I get the point. I'm just wondering. Of course, I since I don't. So know I was just going the off the if, if you're exists, if you're gonna if we categorize those people as people who are yes. want to be one with nature, I would argue if you get really deep into technology you're probably going to get mm -hmm. closer to being one with nature than you would just by yourself in the woods. Um, I think those they, people then, are more... I think... Go ahead, Daniel. I was going to say, I think those people are more into, like, the people who want to be one with nature are more thinking of, like, I don't want to harm or destroy this planet, so I'm only going to live off of the essentials in the forest. Or I mean, there. if you want to get into but, technology, all you but, need is some electricity and... Yeah, but like all the plastics, all the waste to build the thing, the land you need to destroy to actually create the factory to build that. They don't like any of that. So I think that's their main motivation. I mean, life is all about life. Yeah, Destruction is part of life. It's the part of the nature of life. Let's see. I'm just catching up with chat. Yes, but in this particular case, I think this person had been literally, probably, and physically, you know, and mentally also burned by technology uh, of warfare. And so I guess the incentive of whether you're going to be part of or not part I guess of there's... could be based on your experiences. Yeah, there's I a mean, distinction we can make here is that when you're talking about get, being involved in technology, one could assume you're talking about scrolling through feeds of social media, and the other could be talking about you actually getting into the science of technology and understanding how it works and helping develop it. So those are two different things. So in, in this case, the film you're talking about, those people are probably, when they say they don't like technology, they really don't like other humans posting on social mm -hmm. media and going through that whole thing ironically it's the humans who are the problem uh, it's not the technology um but i would argue don't pay attention to that stuff uh try and start understanding technology um and, and go that route go the scientific route don't go the don't be the don't go the consumer route i guess i would say 
Um, and yeah, that's we 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 were talking about even our own learning, having this podcast and how um, how it triggers ideas for us not only as we prepare to think of what we want to talk about, but also after the fact um, that we've kind of collectively learned things that we would not have focused on, mm-hmm. and how how our education system is usually based on um, someone gives you a script and then you're supposed to work around that versus, you know, creating the script as you go along mm-hmm. and then and relishing the knowledge base and building on that knowledge base. And now, of course, on the flip side, you could argue, um, all of us have college degrees and and have a certain sense of script that we've already read to be able to engage in these kind of discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could also argue that children who are constantly, as in the ones before going to school or preschool, are very inquisitive and will constantly ask questions and engage in content, even if they don't have a script, mm-hmm. um, that are educational system kind of ruins the that opportunity for growth doesn't it yeah yeah kind of Um, if there's too much structure thinking of how this could be a class how classes could be structured by starting with um a conversation would it have to be the conversation i mean in an ideal learning environment would it have to be a conversation of the people who need to learn or could they observe a conversation uh, are you saying like students and yes, learning yes. could they um, not be participating the in learning environment it's probably better if they're students. involved in it but it could be both. I would say I would say a little bit of both but actually the watching part is you could do that more I mean you could do that anytime anywhere with technology um, you can, I mean, I do that right now. I mean, when I'm watching other podcasts, I'm watching other people converse and probably passively I'm picking up uh, little, I mean, different perspectives, how people talk, mannerisms. Uh, so if you like translate that to someone who's learning in school, yeah, I mean, if they're watching people and particularly impressive people uh, speak about topics, um, I think they're... Give me an example of... of- of, and you know, tell me, ga- gauge the difference between participating in this conversation versus observing a conversation, and a learning that you know that that has engaged you, or has led you mm. to some level of creativity. That being the highest level of learning. Let's see. Which of the blogs, um, not uh, blogs or podcasts? I mean, the first person or... that comes to mind is like. Uh... Jordan Peterson, that that professor from Canada, I was, I think I forwarded you a video of his. Um, I mean, he's the first person that comes to mind where I'm just. Uh, what the, are some concepts that you learned that you would not have known about if you had not followed his podcast? Hmm. The structure of your life. Or what way oh, this, of. The, yeah, the, the oh, I, his perspective on like human nature and uh, the way the mind works and the way people, uh, humans' tendencies. Uh, maybe in a previous life, or I would have thought, 
you know, all, all humans are equal. It's a clean slate. Um, but after kind of watching his perspective, uh, he connects some dots where you can see, I don't know, you can, based on humans like actions, you can kind of help define their personality or something. I don't know. You also had a good theory on like your uh, happiness and, and life of rather than trying to seek happiness, um, seek for a purpose, like seek something that you'd be interested in uh, and would want to develop rather than seeking something that'll make you happy all the time because the happiness, seeking the happiness will end up in failure <laughs> while the seeking a purpose, I mean, you can't, I guess, really fail at that. I, I, I'm uh, kind of, I look for things that make me happy all the time and I find happiness in conversations and learning and going for walks, looking at beautiful art, listening to beautiful music or watching a beautiful movie. Or oh, it doesn't have to be beautiful, but something that resonates with me. So mm. I guess it depends on how you define happiness. I think he but was just referring sometimes... to overall, like when you get in depressive states and stuff like that, it's if you're too focused on trying to find things that do make you happy um, yeah and or just being happy so, in so a state of happiness so how does that relate to your life daniel what what have you done where you think oh i just did this to be happy versus or or is is there something you can think through where you think yeah i, I need to find the purpose of it uh, well i thought and of... and do you can you distinguish the two i mean sometimes i feel they overlap yeah that purposeful happiness <laughs> yeah i think the difference between purpose and happiness is like uh if you chase happiness you're you're chasing the emotion that's not always there yeah. right so you're gonna you're only gonna keep going if you feel the happiness but if there's periods where you don't feel happiness then it kind of sucks whereas if you're chasing kind of like a a, a purpose or an end goal or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. um there, there could be happiness on the way and that's a positive but you're not necessarily going to feel bad when there is no happiness and you're still doing the actions towards your defined purpose uh, so I think that's, that'll help you keep going um, what was Michael let, let's uh, just get a quick uh, nugget from Michael here he's typing out paragraphs here <laughs> uh, let's see so I'll start from the beginning Some juicy material seeing and interacting with different people helps you learn as well like how earlier we were saying how we don't know the perspective of someone in, po in poor circumstances like if they're poor uh, but if yeah. you go on a mission trip to those places it would help you gain that view um, mm -hmm. and the same thing happens from watching podcasts and observing different people from different cultures and backgrounds but but my brain my brain is too stupid to articulate that i think it was very yes, well written yes. michael we we understood exactly what you're talking yeah. about very good point yes and and next time we need to talk about maybe how do we define stupidity <laughs> yes what is it to be stupid so we were talking about like yes. viewing someone's conversation versus being part of it and then michael saying yes you can also learn from interacting with those people as well. both so there's interacting and viewing and, and viewing i agree yeah, yeah. yeah i guess that's why 
whenever I am at a, an event where there's a writer or a, you know, it's usually a writer, but sometimes there are other people as well or, or famous people or people who have done something. And I'm always at a loss of, of what to say to that person because at the time I think I'm not going to have a meaningful interaction. I'm just going to say, I love your work and I'll make them feel good. Mm -hmm. And am I going to ask them something that will help that I can't read up or, you know, will they really give me the real answer or now are they on show, so to speak? Mm -hmm. um, so the one-on-one -on -one with famed creators, I don't know, you know, you have, it has to really be a one-on-one. -on -one. It can't be a, as you're signing my book, give me a nugget. Of oh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't work. Brilliant. No, yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely should, has to be in some place where you're both on even playing fields and you're both contributing some sort of value to the conversation. Um, yes, but usually there is a slightly difference on the level, isn't there? Yeah, that's true. There it's always will the be. The person who has been acknowledged. It's actually and, on the um, it's on the person who's on the lower level to really like uh, not let that show. I think because I think the person on the higher level can't do anything about it. But if you're on the lower level and uh, you're yes. trying to have yeah. witty banter, then it's it's yes. on you. You in <laughs> fact you'll look more impressive when you hit them with some nuggets because then anybody watching would be like. Whoa! Here's a, 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 it's like a power shift or dynamic where it's like the small guys, yes, attacking yeah. the big guy. Yeah, you've added you've added to, to the storyline. You've created a, a different dynamic. Um, right, it changes the energy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So we're at uh, 59 minutes and 10 seconds here. So um, that went pretty smoothly, considering we didn't have a guest. Um, uh, yes, we're hoping uh, next time. Am I still in Pakistan next time we talk? Uh, uh, next week, next Sunday will be... Oh, will it be a new year? Um, uh, the, it, next Sunday... No, it'll be the 30th or something. December 30th? 30th. I will be... I will still be here. Okay. Yes, I'll be in Lahore at the time. Has it already been an hour? It's been... Yes. Oh. Well, I guess I started the clock at two minutes before, so we have like two minutes. But What um, was Michael bringing up about the psychology teacher? Uh, let's see. Let me scroll down here. It's supposed to be a higher level, but it's arguing like a high school. There's some, apparently, he's referring oh. to some Canadian What's teacher... Uh, arguing. Apparently, Daniel knows about this. Yeah, at higher level, but is arguing like. Do you know what he's talking level. about? Uh, yeah, I know who he's talking about, but I'm Not trying sure. to remember what like mm. exactly it was. Maybe when he comes on our podcast, we can bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this guy doesn't seem that bright. Do we want him on the podcast? No, no, I'm talking about Michael. <laughs> oh, oh, Michael. Right <laughs> I was talking about the the psychologist. I know the teacher. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah, we could Skype Michael in too. That's a possibility as well. We could. If you can Skype me in, we could Skype Michael yeah, in. Yeah, since I've well, let's do that. mastered if, the technology. If he's available on... <laughs> Go ahead. No, yeah, if, since we've mastered the technology. Michael, if you're interested, I'll hit you up uh, offline and uh, see if you're interested in joining the Woody Banter podcast. Uh, since you seem to be a very dedicated viewer who always catches our episodes. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Well, and we didn't 
Did we touch on our creative endeavors? No, that, I don't really have any I updates. I did not. I, I just said I am inundated with stimulus and you right. know ideas I said the coding. And, and I have coding, not right. been that working was my on my writing. Endeavor. Right, right. So, okay. So now I'm the only one who's been working on it. Oh, you've been working on coding. Yes. Yeah, I'm working <laughs> yeah. on coding too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is true. Well, well, maybe on that note, we will uh, end the program. So thank you all for joining us. And we will catch you next week. Toodaloo. See ya.